You know, it seems in the last year or so, we're all grappling uh, as leaders of organizations about what is the best way to transform our workplaces coming out of the pandemic. And in today's episode, Joyce and I look back from our experience where we have made dramatic shifts in the workplace that ultimately led to our companies being more competitive, more relevant in the workplace, and as important, created a workplace where associates felt seen and heard and contributed fully to the success of the company. So where this may seem like, you know, what does what happened 35 years ago have to do with today? Joyce and I would suggest it has an awful lot to do. So come on in, grab a snack, Welcome. Good morning. Good, good year. Morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. We are very, very pleased to uh, see that we have people that are listening to us from as far away as China and in between, and that's great. So whatever time zone you're in, good. To you. you know, and I, I, I want to recognize the others. There's on the pie chart, there's like all the countries and there's others. And we have some listeners and others. So for you that are oh, out there. Good to you others. <laughs> <laughs> I can say good year. Good year to everybody. Oh, um, God. So here, anyhow, here's my deal. I've been musing and it's driving me crazy. So I want to just talk out loud. And uh, I had a backup article that I wanted to use, but hey, you know, you know, it's Joyce. I'll find it when I don't need it. And I don't need it. <laughs> and I've got another <laughs> that we can play with. Here's what I was thinking of. Do you remember STS? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. STS, and let's give credit to Bernard Moore, uh, I, who does great work and shifts his focus periodically. Um came into Hannaford Brothers, into the warehouse, and through examining social systems and technical systems, helped create the design for a new warehouse. And I was, it did a lot of good. It awakened a lot of energy. And by the way, the designing was done by the people who worked in the first warehouse. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because to me, that's the, that's the magic of uh, STS. Yeah, it looks at the social, looks at the economic, how the work gets done. But the people that are closest to the job are the ones that are uh, uh, really driving the change. So thanks for bringing, and not only driving the change, they're designing their future yeah. workspace. Yes. And where where that came to me from two ways. So yes, so people can do so much more than we allow them to. So this these this was not um, professors designing, like you said, it was the people on the floor, the people who knew the work, and they grew and developed like crazy. What was my second thought? <laughs> oh, uh, in that work, we talked a lot about command and control versus new styles of leadership, and this is a twenty five years ago, maybe. So yeah. it's been in the work environment the the wonderful thing about this sts work it was it was whole system creating itself where now it, it looks to me like we have piecework people going in and working with the ceos and then going in with working with hr and then going it, it's piecemeal but it's what's coming to the surface because it's been suppressed for so long 
is the people side. The let's be vulnerable, let's be empathic, let's be democratic, let's um and that eventually will get out of balance. The question is how to do a tailor-made company and how to tailor make something that already exists and has strong habits. Hello, let's go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, and so now articles are starting to be written a lot about what's the new company going to look like. And people are putting in, um, well, here's a, here's a theme in the air. Home and work are definitely getting mushed up together. It's got its good things and it's got its bad things. Um, so there's that at play. And then there is the thing of how do we make work more attractive? I know, let's put in a bowling alley. <laughs> it would really Not. work. I think it would really work. <laughs> Teams could sign up to play at two or at three or four. You know, I think, well, anyway, I think to learn how, or my, my dream would be, I guess I'm surprised that I came back to STS. I didn't have it in my mind when I brought this up would be to have um, this exact same thing, have a cross-section of the organization work on the business model or the technical model and the same on the social, and then they come together and nirvana exists. But anyway, <laughs> I thought I'd you know, read. Well, so I'm going to say something, and you can react to it. Uh uh, sometimes when you're looking at transforming the workplace or how the work gets done, uh, it comes from like looking outside and looking at best in class or what others are doing yeah. or what are people that are really hip in the industry doing. Right. And I would argue what we're talking about begins with um, like a, a source of irritation or curiosity that the leader or those that work in the organization say, is this perfectly designed for doing what we need to do best? So it starts with a question of, uh, or like a pebble in the shoe. There's something in there that just mm -hmm. isn't working. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, so. No, I, I get that. And what is it that isn't working today? Big picture. Is it the old command culture? Is it the economics? Yeah. Is it the social cynicism? Or, you know, this, you go ahead. Well, I'm so when I when you ask the question, where my head goes immediately is, despite all of our efforts to do otherwise, yeah, our organizations are still very uh, hierarchical. Yep, and, and you know, are just very kind of maintain the status quo uh you know they're they're kind of the better quicker better faster or whatever yeah. let's let's work at the fringes because you know uh we're a bureaucracy and bureaucracies are designed to preserve what they got um so attacking the power structure attacking the the way an organization is designed um is yep. a good place to begin yep well, thank God I have a little thing here I can read. <laughs> but I think I really think at the heart of it, and I I invite people out there, when you read 
headlines or an article or even a book, any sentence that has command embedded in it, send it to us. We're going to make a command and control bulletin board because I bump into it all the time. How to make your people do this. How to make, how to force people to do what you want when they would want it if you'd include them. I don't know. And and I don't mean pie in the sky because I've seen it happen. And uh, we won't go into, I mean, I've seen it happen. So there, I think you there's soften, be- You can soften. You can keep the structure. Yeah. If you soften the command aspect and turn it into the orchestra or, you know, the uh, conductor or the facilitator. Hi, I'm the chief facilitator of profit and people. No, that's not right either. Hi, I'm the chief facilitator of this business. And in doing that, I have to balance and allow both the business to flourish and the people. And that's my job. Anyhow, this is from MIT. I think. I can't (laughs) find it. But they they look (laughs) MIT-ish. I don't know. But it talks about the traditional working operating system and work without jobs operating system. And I'll go through these with you and then we can talk because I've always had a desire to make functions into homerooms, but we'll come back and talk about that. So under the traditional working system, work uh, stays intact and mostly stable and the work automation is replacing employees and jobs. That didn't make sense. So they're saying that the present is the work is intact and mostly stable, but, uh, you know, technical is replacing literal automation. Work without a job operating system, work is deconstructed elements of a task. So their uh, work automation is optimizing task level. Oh, this is MIT. Combinations of human and automated work. Okay. Did you get that? I did. Uh, Because I kind of didn't. Well, the first solution (laughs) is kind of either or. Uh, You know, there are jobs and then how things get done. And you could work around the edges where this is saying, you know, a more holistic approach. uh, Yeah. That, that combines the end. So it's got to be people centric, but also steeped in automation to drive the business to success. And we'll come back to more on that. Okay, on the traditional, it says full time employees inside a fist or live inside a thick, fixed organization at boundary. And the next says work arrangements include a boundaryless and democrat- democratized work ecosystem. Huh? So where I go, and I'm, I'm probably looking at it more towards a retail uh, orientation, um, when I hear what you, what MIT is describing. That's really, not, I don't know really. What okay. I'm uh, guessing and I'm guessing. Okay. So according to what you read, Joyce, uh, I've always kind of mused and I understand the economic dynamic that creates these divisions of labor. So you have part-time you have full-time, you have salaried, and then you have contract. And what I'm hearing in that is think about the work getting done and don't, you know, don't create these constructs that creates a separation of how people view their contributions or how they 
um, get the work done. Yeah, there's a lot in that phrase, democratized work ecosystem. Yeah, that's it. To me, that's kind of the where, you know, in, in the way things are, you know, we put labels on each one of those divisions of workers, yes. whether it be part time yeah. and expectations are different. And the value of their input is, you know, hey, no, democratize it. Everyone's voice matters. Everybody, yeah, then you go on, does everybody's pay have to be democratized too? I think there is something in there and we can come back to that because it makes me get sweaty hands thinking of trying to figure that out. Oh, okay, workers as job, this is old. The workers as job holders have a capability to fill job requirements, period. And the other, the new way is Workers as a whole person with an array of deconstructed capabilities is ready. Now, wow. Yeah, so what I, and I agree with that, meaning that- I do too, I just, yeah, yeah, the words make, yeah. Well, once again, much like we just talked about, the different, you know, levels of uh, employee classification create different expectations. I think about job descriptions as they exist today uh-huh. yeah. are, are kind of very static yeah, uh, and more rear view mirror. Here's how the work yeah. has gotten done and we, here's what we expect. Yeah. Where I, I almost think that if you're really leveraging the whole person, uh, you know, you, you almost create this very fungible uh, you know, even if we call them job descriptions going forward, that not only look at the individual or the group of people that are in that job, but look at what the business demands and the changing Absolutely. needs. Absolutely. That's, yeah. I'm pausing because I find this interesting and frustrating. <laughs> well, how, how, how often have you read a job description for a job that you had and your reaction is, you know, I do all that, but boy, what yeah. I do is a whole lot more. That's a whole lot more that's missing. There you go. Yeah, and we're going to come back to incorporate that more. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, because I'm I'm laughing because we're getting close to time. So I think we'll have to come back in another episode. No, I'm going to say bad words. Okay. Uh, The next thing, though, I think we can get through the last two elements, which is the traditional work operating system is management and work coordination is is done through hierarchy, structure, and stable reporting relationships. Stability, clear definition, tight boundary. Management now in the new system, management and work coordination are collaborative, uh, uh, made up of teams and projects that are aligned with certain goals and purpose and integrated through, oh my goodness, human AI platforms and HR systems. Wow, that's a mouthful is all I'm saying. Uh, what, what I what I appreciate about that, um, well, I'll first start and say what a courageous uh, perspective that is from a leadership standpoint, because essentially you're, you're giving up a lot of that command and control that you talked about and, and shifting that power to the people that uh, are doing the work. What I like about what you just shared is AI, I think oftentimes, or automation as seen as the enemy of the worker. Yeah. Where I think we need to turn that on its head. I mean, AI is here. Anyone, even we that do this podcast should lean into AI because it gives us a resource that's valuable. And I think what I like about what you just described, it, it embraces it 
as a game changer, not as uh, somehow in competition. I mean, even the time-savingness of it for producing words that take forever to do with lots of people recorrecting it. Well, well, you, you know what? It's funny. Oh, and it, goes, it, it goes back to the, and so I'm going to talk about AI just for a moment. Um, you know, it goes back to what you and I were talking about before we started recording about how we love the give and take of, of getting my perspective, your perspective, and in the agreement or disagreement, but particularly disagreement, clarity and sharpness comes forward. If I look at it from an AI perspective, you know, in our marketing of our business, I've leaned into AI. And what I've loved about doing it is it sparked new ideas, uh-huh. but it, it created a sharper edge of like, oh, come on, that's not us. That's uh-huh. too, you know, so uh, brace it. That's That's my point. Get with it. All right, I'm trying. <laughs> I only knew how to play with it. Um, I won't. I have an aside on that. I, I, my kids and I play with it. Okay, traditional work operating system, social values, and policies rely on traditional jobs and employment to achieve worker sustainability, voice equity, and inclusion. Whoa, it's got to be MIT. <laughs> no disclaimer. Probably not. See if you can get with so social values and policies. Once again, it's it's they are embedded in tight boundary designs. And even it says with voice equity and inclusion there, they want to do that, but it's done coming at it in a traditional way. And how the new uh, operating system works with social values and policies that enable and rely on fluid work arrangements and holistic worker capability achieve worker sustainability. Isn't that an awful way to put it? I'd say people that want to work for you <laughs> that, that sustain their voice, equity, and inclusion. And it's your turn. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I almost want to say, Joyce, there's a lot there. Help me unpack it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but but yeah, what yeah. it is, is, and we talked about common threads that run through uh, uh, our past conversations. You know, what what strikes me in the last one that you just shared is the words that we used before are still running through this about you know questioning the way things are structured and are creating fluidity and and really breaking down some of those constructs to be adaptable and and to to be able to change and the last thing i would say is i you know i i find interesting you know, remember in the grocery industry, we used to talk about financial levers, yep. you know, or business levers. So yep. we prices up, prices down, different marketing message, cut down on our expenses are seen as main levers. What I think is often neglected are the people levers. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you leverage uh, the genius and talent and experience of people that are literally out there doing the job? And I think that's embedded through all this and that last one kind of just is the punctuation exclamation point me too <laughs> i go yeah me too bye <laughs> um, i'm thinking about a, a company that has its basic operations that have to stay in place i, I don't even like to use that word know what else the the function the structure that keeps everything else going and then i think i picture hubs 
of talent. So there'd be an IT hub, there'd be maybe an HR hub, and that's where you then the company posts or offers the opportunity to come do X, to come do Y, come do Z, and you pull the talent without what's needed for this is very broadly defined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, so and then they I, come out of the hub. <laughs> they come out of the hub and go into that work, and then come yeah. back. And the hub is like an employment uh, where you come and rest. <laughs> well, and, you know, I, I, I think what you're describing, um, and it's something that I think businesses up to now have done very well. They've created this category, this hub called special projects. Oi, Dios mio. So they pull people in. It's a special project. You, you you get out of your typical role. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is it's it's like it's not like special projects. No. It's the way the work gets done. That's right. Here's what we need right now. We need this for two months. Here's what we think it is. Anybody can play. Let me, let us know if you want to play or all. You go back to a base, whether that and that can be partly at home, but how the design is going to have to have enough linkage for appearance. Yeah. Not so much that it strangles initiative, curiosity, et cetera. I think it's really exciting. It is exciting. So if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, at least ask a question of our listeners. Uh, if if you have found this uh, engaging and you've become curious, of, so what does it mean about my organization? Uh, Joyce and I would love, love, love to meet with you to kind of explore a little bit about what's going on in your organization and then get curious about what's possible uh, given what we shared today. It's good ferment. <laughs> okay, is. Joyce, our work is done here. Till okay. the next time. Stop playing with your hair. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us today. And before I let you go, there are two things that I want to punctuate out of the work that Joyce and I described. The first was, maybe it was a, the unintended consequence, but people grew in leaps and bounds. And not only in the roles that they were in during the change process, but ultimately what they learned and went on to very successful careers. The second is that a lot of the positive energy and ideas that were done in these warehouses ultimately infected the rest of the organization with new ideas and new energy about the possibilities of how the work can be put together. So those are two pretty positive outcomes. And until the next time, be well and be safe.